Today is Tuesday, the 30th of January, 2024. Uh, today is a speaker meeting. Uh, our speaker today is Kathy C., who joined uh, or first attended OA in 2013 and lives in the beautiful city of Montreal, Canada. Kathy, we look forward to uh, hearing your share. Thank you. Thank you, Trisha, and thank you, everyone who is doing service uh, today and uh, who has been doing service today. If it were not for people like yourselves, uh, members like yourself, I would not um, have recovered. Um, so I am eternally grateful and I try to be of service uh, myself. Um, so I am from Montreal, Canada. I did come to OA in uh, 2013. It's uh, 10 and a half years. And when I came to OA, I really thought I just had a problem with, you know, my taste buds. Somehow I always wanted more. Um, I never felt satisfied. I need that food plan so I can be satisfied. Like, what, what are you eating and what, what aren't you eating? And I would ask people inside the rooms and outside the rooms. I'd see skinny people and I would say, do, do you eat pasta? Do, do you have like ice cream? Like, and I'd see them eat things that, that for me were like so tempting. And I'm like, how can they be thin and eat that? Uh, for me, it was a phenomenon. I could not understand it. Um, to just to back up a little bit, I am um, as a, as a, you know, Growing up, I, I didn't, I was not overweight. I didn't have that classic, you know, I knew I was a compulsive overeater from, from day, from day one uh, of being born. But what I did know is that I had this curiosity. I had this like, um, you know, I was drawn to food. I was, I was always um, interested in, in, in finding like some fun or free time or it would fill up my time. If I'd be watching TV, I'd have to snack. If we'd, we'd meet up with friends, it would have to be with food. Um, if it'd be just hanging out or it would always, like food was always there. It didn't become compulsive um, much later on in life. And I think it's because, you know, life just got a little bit more, um, you know, heavy for me, stressful for me, emotionally, um, I don't know, just 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 emotional for me. Um, so I always had the ism. I always had that internal condition, but it, it was, you know, it, it was turning, it was changing. Um, so I used to be a nail biter. Then I started to smoke and then it was the food and it has been the food, um, you know, for the longest, for that, for the, for that longest period. And then I decided to, to, to get on a diet in my, in my mid thirties because my sister-in-law got on a diet and she lost weight. So I said, oh, let, you know, let me, again, I was always interested in that. I was always like starting to, to, to focus and get some sort of control. So I did start a diet. Um, she had, uh, you know, showed me what she did. And so I lost weight and everybody noticed. Everybody's asking me and there I am. I'm like, oh, I have arrived. Like life is good. I'm, I'm thin-ish. Um, you know, I have all this information, like I'm the go-to person. Like I know what you need to eat. I know, you know, I thought I knew everything. That lasted like for five minutes because I started to put on weight. So I remember going to the pantry, opening the pantry, closing the pantry. 
opening the pantry, closing the pantry, getting online, you know, what to eat, how to make a food plan. I was becoming obsessed with staying healthy and thin. I wanted to learn how to eat and be satisfied and be okay. I never got it. And that this, this cycle, right, the eating, not eating, you know, dieting, you know, chasing food, running away from food, controlling, managing, that lasted 10 years. 10 years. You think after so much practice, I get great at it right? People, when they engage in an activity, they get really well. A swimmer, right? They start and then they, they start getting a better and better, right? The strides, the distance, their form. Wow. The opposite was happening with me. I had less and less control. I had less and less, you know, power. The desire was getting more and more. The effects on my body and my mind or all-encompassing. It was an obsession. I had no relief. It was constant. It was intrusive. It was painful. And it talks about the cycle in the big book, you know, like a wheel, right? So here I am trying to be abstinent, right? Here I am trying to eat well, eat, trying to eat clean, avoid certain foods. And I'm miserable. They say I'm restless, irritable, and discontented until I get that first bite. So I decide to have that bite, right? Because something in my mind is telling me, you know what, you can have one. You've been so good for the past two months, two days. Surely you can have one bite. What's a piece of whatever? So I take that first bite. And then that first bite took me. I couldn't stop. I believe the thought. Why? Because it was intrusive. I had no choice. I thought I had a choice. I'm choosing one. I'm just choosing one. I absolutely choose one. I just want one. And I believe that, right? I believe that. That's that mental insanity it talks about. Uh, I have no mental defense after I take the first bite. And so what happens to my body? Well, my body wants more. It doesn't get satisfied. It intensifies. So in the doctor's opinion here, two things that go on, right? I have a body that can't stop once it starts. Even worse, I have that obsession that centers in my mind that tells me it's going to be okay, that I could handle it, that you are going to be able to stop. But the truth is, I never did. And I never will. I know that now. But I kept trying over and over again. And the big book tells me that my only, my only relief is going to be, you know, abstinent from the food. Well, great. So how am I going to stay abstinent if the mind keeps telling me to go? They refer to it, the solution, a psychic change. So the psychic change is spiritual in nature. Spirituality, for me, I have come to see, is a relationship with power. I didn't have a relationship with power. All I had was a relationship with the outside world. And this internal condition was getting you know, worse. I felt demoralized. I, I, I felt weak. I felt like a fraud. I chose every day not to eat. And there I was eating. I said, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? How can you not stop? Just stop. 
But that's what powerlessness, powerlessness looks like. I want to stop and I cannot. We all have one thing in common here, tells me in the big book. I didn't have to be 200 pounds overweight. I didn't have to be, you know, 20 pounds underweight. It doesn't matter where I am, just like the alcoholic, if he's, you know, just a wine drinker or under a bridge somewhere, lost everything. What brought me here is that I want to stop and I can't. I can't stop my behavior. I can't stop the, the allergy. So what am I to do, right? What is a woman like me going to do? I want to stop so badly. I hate the person I've become. And I go into the darkness, the darkness. And I don't even know what's happening. Because now it just becomes my normal life. So I keep fighting. I kept fighting. One day, a woman, a member said to me, well, how, how, like, how are you in, in your program and your steps? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my steps. I, you know, but there's something missing, something missing. And she said, well, how's your 10th step? I said, how's my 10th step? I said, well, I, you know, I, I, I didn't even know really what to say. I was like, well, yeah, I, I, I do it in the morning. Like, you know, I pray. She's like, mm, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's really what the 10 step says. If you'd like, um, you know, you can speak to someone who, who she works with. And I said, yeah, I'd like to speak to someone. I'm curious what you mean about this 10 step that's helping you. So I got with this woman. I was intrigued. She was talking big book. It opened up my eyes. It opened up my heart. And that's when it started. I had to be willing to open up my heart. So I started. I worked with her. We did the steps. Everything seemed fine. I felt that I was working, um, you know, in, in program. I began to go on, on, on meetings, offering myself for uh, a sponsorship. I started sponsoring. Um, the thing was with this group, with the sponsor, she, she had me see that... Um, in order for me to to work with her, um, for her to be my sponsor, she said, we don't really talk about the food because she was changing groups. She was going to another group in there, that 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 fellowship. They didn't talk about food. They uh, they thought of it like gambling. You know, it's not the food per se. It's just like, you know, the, 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 the behavior is out of control. There's no physical allergy. I'm like, great. <laughs> I don't have to give up all those foods. You're going to teach me how I can eat that, eat this, be happy. So I did that for three years and there was no peace. It was again, the fighting, white knuckling, it, right? I was having like, I was going back into remission because my, my brain would say, hey, you're better. You're working the steps. You're working with others. Look at you. You're doing okay. Surely you can have a little bit. It's your birthday. It's not that much. It's only whatever it is, right? But I would start and then I'll eat volume. And then eventually it would go to other the, the foods where I where I knew that it was gonna be disastrous. But I couldn't see that. I had that still, I still had that mental defense. My mental defense could not save me. I was still blocked. I don't, I didn't have that power to see the truth. Um, so I was still powerless. Nonetheless, I pushed through. It lasted three, three years, and I said it's enough. I decided to go to a, another group, found another sponsor, and she said, you need a plan of eating. 
like, I need a lot of eating. No, no, no. I know what I have to eat. Like, I, I remember I'm the queen of, of, of this. I, knew, I know how to lose weight. I, I, I did it in the past, right? Here I am still thinking, you know, what I did like 15 years ago was going to help me, help me today. Uh, she said, if you want me to work with you, this is what I ask. I want you to get a plan of eating. Um, there, you know, there has to be some honesty. And the more, um, the more I did not have any structure with the food, the more I was, you know, busy in my mind, what to eat, when to eat, should I eat and how much, am I hungry? I don't know. Oh, I didn't have my fat in the morning. So I'm going to have like the bag of chips in the afternoon. Or you know what I ate? I ate, you know, all uh, well all day. Surely at night I can have a little bit of this and that. It was just messy in my head. I didn't know how to be abstinent uh, or to refrain from compulsively eating. So I got a plan of eating. Um, I had my my meals written out. Nutrition, you know, was nutritionally sound. This would keep me at a healthy body weight. So that quieted down the chatter in my head a little bit. And I had to do this. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of food. One week. Let's do this for one week. If there's something, you know, we'll change it. And I felt full. I felt full. I said, for sure, I'm gaining weight. And after a week, I went on the scale and I lost three pounds. How did I lose three pounds? Okay, I had like, you know, meals. Like, how did I? Three times I went on the scale. I'm like, oh my gosh, I lost three pounds. So that was the first time I really trusted someone else. It was my first spiritual act of actually relying on something other than me. How could I have been wrong? How could I have been wrong? Well, the thing is, I've been trying to manage this by myself. It, again, under eating, overeating, I made a mess of it. I had to, you know, abandon myself to that plan of eating and, and trust someone else's guidance here because I, I, I didn't know how to do it because I would have, I would have. I had to see that truth at least. So then we worked through the steps. Um, I, I, I recovered, I'm working with others, you know, two, three years go by. Something happens um, to my son's health in July. I remember, I got the bad news, July to November. So how did I fall, right? How did, how did, I, how did I relapse, right? Because meeting is about relapse. So my relapse happened. So after having been recovered, right? Eating well, you know, following a plan of eating, working with others, how, how did I relapse? Well. I started um, not going to as to as many um, to as many uh, meetings and help newcomers. Um, I didn't work with others. It was too stressful. You know, it says the strenuous work. I didn't want to do the strenuous. I didn't walk hand in hand with a newcomer like it asks me to step twelve. Right? I wasn't carrying a message, and for me to carry a message um, helps me. Helps me, right? Because there's God there. And then my prayer and meditation, my step 11. I didn't constantly pray and meditate every day. I didn't ask God how I can be of service today for him. I didn't ask for God's will. And in meditation, I didn't follow his, his instructions, right? I did not open up a channel 
so God could come through me. And I didn't watch out for resentment, selfishness, fear, self-seeking motives. It tells me to watch for these every day. It asks me to ask God to remove those defects. It asks me to discuss it with another person and think of others. I was not. I was not thinking of others. It also tells me that I have to repair, right? And, and make restitutions every day with people who I have harmed. And that is from the list of people where I know that in my life today, that I need to be in constant communication with them. I interact with them. I wasn't doing that too, or either, right? And what about my, my, my step seven? Right where I am, where I am to see, I am when I'm ready, you know, to ask God to remove those defects. Right? I didn't want to ask for love. I didn't ask for forgiveness. I didn't ask for any, any, you know, of of, of the defects that I knew that caused me pain and suffering from my step six. I didn't look at that. Here I am, continuing, still thinking. I don't actually, it's even hard to know what I was thinking. That's how it happened. It's like a dimmer switch, right? Slowly, slowly, I was going back into the dark, away from the light. And I didn't even know that was happening. So my shortcomings, right? My defects were there. They were glaring. There I was again, that same place. Shame, guilt, remorse, right? My interactions with people. No God there. No God there. My inventory, I wasn't looking at my inventory. The inventory for me is to see again, right? How are you? Like, how is your internal condition? Why am I disturbed? What's affected? What's being threatened here? My ambition, my security, my self-esteem. Didn't do that either. What about relying on God? It tells me in step three that I make a decision right, to turn my will and my life over to this power, to this newfound power, to this power who's going to love and take care of me. I wasn't doing that. I was still turning my thoughts into, okay, how are we going to get this done? What are you going to, what are you doing? You need to do this. You need to do that. I was still living outwardly instead of internally, internally. And the God Right, the solution here that the God presented to me, saying that only a higher power will relieve me and return me back to sanity because I did feel insane again. And that rendered me powerless again to the food, thinking that it's not so bad. I can do a little bit. So it really was a decline, you know, letting go every, all the principles. That's the first, the first principle. Right, the step 12 was what it let go first. It wasn't the food. I didn't just jump in the food. The food is the last thing to go. But the first thing I let go was a higher power who saved me every day, who will save me every day. Right? And that is me. That is what happened. I went back into the dark. So it tells me in the big book too, um, you know, um, on page 64, resentment. So I was resentful. It was a huge resentment. It didn't look like a big resentment. It wasn't like, 
like something just slaps you in the head and you're like whoa that hurt like it's it's right here in the moment it was everything else that was going in my mind and I started to resent the fact that that had happened back in back in uh July so it says resentment is the number one offender it's the number one offender resentment comes from me <laughs> my thinking how do I view this it's all in me. It's all in my, it, 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 it's, it's my perception of it. It's my understanding. It's my fear of it. It destroys more. Here it says alcoholics or myself compulsive overeaters than anything else. Imagine it destroys me more than anything else. Why? Because from it stem all forms of spiritual disease. Right? We're not really talking about food anymore, are we? For we have been not only mentally and physically ill. Yes, I have that mental obsession. And the body won't stop. That's the physical part. I need more and more. And I don't know when it's going to stop. But I have the two. For we have been not only mentally and physically ill. We have been spiritually sick. Like, so spirituality, where was it? I was void of it. Like, just like somebody who, who needs insulin. Right? They're, not, they're called diabetics. Well, I'm, I have a spiritual disease. I need spirituality, just like someone who's diabetic needs insulin if their pancreas isn't working correctly. That's what I'm suffering from. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally in, and physically. You know, the spiritual disease, I love it here on page 52. It tells me what exactly the symptoms of my spiritual disease is, right? Those bedevilments. It's like having my life run, run by devils. Um, and I had to ask myself, what's my internal condition today? How is my life going today, every day? And the step work keeps me in alignment with the truth. The truth is God. That's how I relate this is the relationship I have to engage in order to be in a relationship, just like any other relationship. I just can't call my husband a husband because we signed a paper, you know, 29 years ago that we're married. And, you know, it's not a relationship if I don't, I'm not in a relationship. So we, we speak together, we take actions together, you know, we, we do things together, we live our lives together. Um, so the same thing with my higher power. So the bedevilments here, were we having trouble with personal relationships? How are my personal relationships today? We couldn't control our emotional natures. Where, what, what is disturbing me today? Why am I angered? Why am I just so consumed with this thought today of this person, of what they said? They should have said this. They should have said that. Right? I'm shitting on myself. Having conversations with, with people who aren't there. We couldn't control emotional nature. We were a prey to misery and depression. Yes, I'd feel miserable. It would bring me to misery. Some, somehow those thoughts would bring me to a place of unhappiness. And I would be depressed. I wouldn't be impressed like I wanted to be. I, I'd be depressed. I'd be in self-pity. I'd feel sad. Sad for myself and sad for the situation. We couldn't make a living. 
or a living that would satisfy me. Always, there was always like, I need more, or that's not right. Somehow I didn't feel I, I, somehow I felt like I had to make like this great living or come to this place of, I don't know, you know, something always had to be greater. I was always missing something I felt. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. That's so uselessness. Not being, you know, felt appreciative. I thought I was trying. I thought I was being of service. I thought I was being a kind mother, you know, wife, daughter. But somehow I still felt useless. I remember when the kids were about to come home from school and I was just like, I don't know. I was just felt a disconnect. Why am I not excited? Why am I not happy? All I wanted was to have a, a husband, a house, some kids, and, and work half days. And I got all those. And I was so unhappy. I was so that's, unhappy. That's 25 minutes. Thank you. Um, full of fear. Yeah, because that's what drives me. The fear drove me there, drove me to those places in my mind where I, where I only saw darkness, where I only saw, uh, you know, problems, issues that hadn't even arised yet. And I was unhappy. We couldn't seem to be a real help to other people. I felt I would always, um, you know, not not conf being confrontations with them, but in my mind, I, I, I never felt connected. I never felt okay. I never had that, you know what, you did your best, trust, and, and just let it sit, let it be. I, I didn't have that. And every day, I have to see that. Am I being helpful today? Am I being useful today? Right. Am I am I making a living here? How's my life going today? And and this is my my daily step work 10, 11, and 12. So my internal con condition here, right? All this is is really the second half of my step one that life is unmanageable. Right? But here I am. If I only focus on the food that I'm powerless over food, trying to get power over food, trying to get power over food. That's doesn't say this is my solution, does it? But as we see that my life is unmanageable. What? It was always there. It was always there since the big book was written. I just wanted to control the food. And I thought you'd, you'd help me manage other people. Okay, great. I'm going to do the steps. You show me how I need to manage people. <laughs> you know, manage the food, manage people. Um, but here... You know, this this program um, is all about, you know, abandoning ourselves, right? Coming to rely on a power greater than ourselves. And that's our step two, right? I come to rely today. So today, how I continue, um, how I continue to be free from self-bondage, right? Because that's my problem. I stay in self-bondage. I'm no use to myself or others. Um, I continue the daily work, 10, 11, and 12. And let me tell you something, after, you know, that diagnosis of my son, um, you know, he had gone operated those five, six months that had gone, I relapsed. A year later, he had to get operated again. I was like, what? The doctor said <laughs> that if anything was to come up, it'd be in about like 10 years. You know, those were the statistics. And a year later, it happened again. And you know what? I didn't relapse. 
because now I was connected to a higher power. I had this relationship with God where I come to rely on every day. And I had to face the fact that if anybody is to pass away in my life, I could still be okay. So all I need to do today is love, love my life. My life, when I, when I say my, my life, not my life, what everything I do, but the life around me that God has presented to me, that's given me the people in my life today, you know, um, and the gift of this program, the thing I can say, you know, the silver lining of, of, of me being a compulsive overeater is that not only was I, did I find a higher power, but my son found his own higher power. Because when he would come to me with his fears, you know, I wouldn't say, well, don't talk like that. Don't think like that. Be positive. Stop that. How's that even helpful? It never helped me. I said to him, I said, you know what? You have a higher power. You have a higher power who loves you, who you can go to, who you can share all this with. And I, I suggested the books that I read, you know, about the present here and now. And all our thinking is what really gets us in trouble. It's not actually what's necessarily what's happening at the moment because we're taking care of what's happening at the moment. We go to appointments, we're responsible, we do everything we need to do. But it's after, right? Because everything still stays with us. So he found his own higher power. And he's spiritual. Because he's gotten to a place just like me where I felt powerless. Um, and I try and do this every day with whomever I meet. Right? I, stay, I try to stay connected. Um, food is not an issue today. I don't hurt myself anymore. I don't hate myself anymore. But I work on my relationships. I ask God today, help me be helpful to my husband, to my children. Um, you know, my defects still come up because I'm growing. And th that's the aim here is I grow with my higher power. And I set aside everything I think I know for an open mind and a new experience today. Because it is going to be a new experience today. Even though I've known my husband for 30-something for years, it's a new day. It's a new day today. I don't have to live in resentment in the past. That's it's wonderful. And that's all I have. Thank you. I pass.